You're gonna keep smoking. That's weird. Yeah, that's what the guy in the next stall said to me too. I'm but a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, not, a, I'm not too worried about his opinion yeah. or yours. So <laughs> it's been a long time, dude. We're just throwing stuff at you know the post of life. You know, and when it this. when it splatters and oozes down the side of the wall, the film that's left behind is David Seattle thoughts. Smoke Show. The caucasity. Take People off. cut you off, just be like, boom! Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker! Yeah. That's just murder. Sizes of uh, allegedly, we would never do that. Mm, nice dick. Appreciate it. What is wrong with you? Why are you like this? <laughs> Why do you just keep asking questions like that? Because we keep bringing up random what things. What is currency, Rick? Rick is proof positive that you don't have to be able to speak well to have a podcast. Welcome to the <laughs> Seattle Smoke Show Podcast. This is all... That's a lot of weird package. It's yeah. wrapped in a whole bunch of cardboard, and then you get in there, and it's also wrapped in plastic on the inside. Oh, this is this is stripes. Yeah, we focus stripes. Oh, yeah. They're usually, great. Usually the they strain come in, is Cinderella. Yeah, usually they come in glass vials. I have a great story about this strain of weed. But this is a... What is this? Pre-roll? A bunch of pre-rolls? A couple pre-rolls, yeah. Nice. Okay, so they have a fancy so, packaging. the strain is Cinderella, or Cinderella 99. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Where, appa- well, sorry. Apparently, stripes uh, motto is the one with the hash oil stripe. Yeah, there's a stripe on the outside of the joint. And they, they have that in quotes. The one with the hash oil stripe on the side. That's kind of weird. I've never heard that before. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there's a pretty big fucking stripe on this bad boy. Yeah. And I'm usually not a fan of stuff infused, infused on, on the, the outside, outside. But I think it'll work if it's in the beginning because it's going to burn a lot hotter. Yeah, especially if you put that on the top let it burn down into I was going to say let it burn from the bottom. Let the smoke rise. Well, the oil, when it gets hot, it's going to follow gravity. But it's not going to drip. It's going to follow gravity. You want it to run down no, through the joint. No, the smoke's going to go up. The smoke will go up. But the oil will go go up into the joint. We'll do them both ways and see who gets stoned. Ooh. So, great story about the strain, popular strain in Washington, Cinderella 99. That is a very popular strain. So, where this comes from is a person from the U.S. long ago visited Amsterdam and went to a coffee house and bought a bag that was a brand called Sensamia. Oh, sorry. Coffee house. They call them coffee houses over there, but they're really just cafes where you can smoke weed. Yeah, and he bought a bag from a brand called Sensamia, which is literally a term for weed with no seeds in it. But when he took it home to the U.S., he found a single seed. One seed. And the strain was Jack Herrera. Mm. And he took it to the U.S. and grew it on his own and called it his own phenotype. And he did this in 1999. And the strain is called Cinderella 99 because it was such a rare gem for him to find that seed. And then he grew it into his own plant. So that's where Cinderella comes from okay i like that i like that i always like weed knowledge like that you know i like i like, I like knowing the, the history of weed that's what i want to know in like an agriculture class like how deep into agriculture in college do i need to get into to start studying weed right like, like what what level of botanist do i need to be to to specialize in weed how hard does it have to be to get a weed degree and well, how useful is that because well, i bet it's not really that useful at all well unless you're growing weed unless you're using that degree to help it's got, grow better it's got weed. me more than one interview because i took a course 
with a place called Tricome Institute out of Colorado. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Is that all mine? Uh, it is now. It yeah. wasn't before. They did, like, they would do their basic courses. They would travel around and go to conventions okay. and offer, while you're at this convention, we have this conference room and we will be giving one of our courses. So you have to buy the course then. Right. Yeah. With a final exam at the end. And if you pass the exam, then we give you a certification. Nice. I like But this that. is their, like, their entry level courses. And I took one of those. But they have all kinds of different and more advanced courses okay and they have an actual campus in colorado <laughs> that's dope i like that tricom institute yeah i'm waiting for that that green rush it's gonna hit I, I, <laughs> right why is it not legal in the whole u.s i'm There's telling no you no it's gonna happen like it's already like more and more uh rich people more and more people who have money to invest you know athletes actors stuff like that people who buy franchises you know buy a mcdonald's here and there mm-hmm. or a fucking wing stop or something like that they're starting to buy more dispensaries in states where it's been legal for a long time yeah it's 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 popular for a famous person to be like oh yeah i have a weed farm or i have a dispensary or something yeah yeah and our our which is weird uh i just heard that uh sean kemp uh yeah seattle native is joining with gary payton to open a i think it's supposed to be like a 2,000 square foot uh dispensary in washington and it's supposed to grow or a dispensary dispensary damn they might they might have both ends of course that's a pretty fucking big place dispensaries are not usually that big exactly they just have the capital to fucking use use that much space and so it's supposed to be the first black owned dispensary but I don't think that's accurate. I don't know if that's accurate. Because at the beginning, there was a lot of like very small, very, very small dispensaries that came and left. Yeah. There were a lot that died out. Like we, for every three that you see, one died. They went, okay, there's a hundred thousand people that want to open a store. We have room for 20,000. Well, so we're going to hold a lottery for 20,000 people. And it wasn't about whether you were qualified. If you met these basic requirements, you could be entered in this lottery. And list. then they went, yeah. okay, now you have the option to open a store. Some of them never even opened a store to start with. Yeah. A lot of people sold their license. Yeah. Transfer the license to somebody else because it was worth so much. Just having the license was worth money. Grow Up Farms has made a living buying up licenses like yeah. that. Yeah. And before, before it was recreational, it was medical, and anybody could do it because you could have multiple people with medical licenses come together and essentially put their medical license at one address. And yeah. so that one address would become a co-op. And they would grow a whole bunch of plants and there could, because yeah, they had multiple licenses. Anywhere. Yeah, you could yeah. do that anywhere. My, my old landscaping boss did that. Yeah, you were just a commune of growers. He actually, he lived in a house that was at the front of a trailer park. He rented the house the same as everybody in the trailer park rented their trailers, but he had a, like a big shed out back and he made it into a grow because there were like him and his wife and like three or four other people in the trailer park all put their license together yeah. so that he could so that he was able to grow enough plants to keep them smoking first keep them more than smoking they were probably making he a, eventually started making concentrates yeah it was yeah. oh god so he made the most nasty point. concentrates but man i got you fucked up yeah. it looked like par black thick wet gooey yeah. oh my god God, it, yeah. it, it was nasty, but oh, that man. was the be- that was the beginning of Shatter. It was that, it, that was the beginning of Shatter. Shatter, one, Shatter was the first distillate. Besides one RSO. big hit of that 
was like smoking a whole bowl to yourself. Yeah. And and Shatter Refined becomes RSO. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like RSO's been around for Mm-mm. a very long time. RSO is the most basic form. There's no heat. There's no pressure. It's, it's an old extract. School. It's an old school extract. Yes. It's oh, the so first it's just, form. Is it pressed extract? There's no heat? Um, yeah, there's there's no it's um it's alcohol refined. Uh, if you took your concentrate, like if you took a concentrate, any kind of concentrate from a weed store, and you drop it in a bottle in a in a glass of PGA, the stuff that is actually Wait, PGA? like pure grain alcohol, pure grain alcohol. If you the stuff that is actually weed will fall through that, and the stuff that's not will float on top. Yeah, and that's that's the basic principle that they use there's more to, to it to make rso to make rso it's a really simple form of concentrate um it's the distiller's version it's boot, a boot the next thing would RSO. be a bho uh butane, yeah, butane hash, hash oil. oil yeah and that's what he made but he made it in a kind of a garage style and and it was really poor quality and it looked dark like rso yeah they're all poor quality when you first start you know but if you actually have good equipment you can make BHO that looks like crystallized honey. Yeah, and that stuff. Now, that, that stuff at its best that, is probably what 60 percent. It can go up 70? into the eighties. It can go up into the eighties if you get really good stuff. I feel like yeah, from stores. No, I right. feel like if you're doing it, oh, at no, your no, house, if you're doing it yourself, you're not going to get results like 60. that without professional. Yeah, yeah, you'll hit like sixty with yeah. a really good technique. Yeah, with a really good homemade technique, you'll hit about sixty, maybe upper sixty percent THC. And then if you which go is fucking that, amazing, by the way, if if you're sprinkle that shit on a joint or whatever like all you're gonna need is a couple traps and that's gonna be really fucked up beyond that you get distillate distillate is when you distillate's the 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 goat that was the goat distillate was the goat until it's it it is the it's what happens when you take cannabis and you strip out everything from it but thc yeah but it's still not better than crystalline it's no okay so crystalline Okay, you, which is the pinnacle, by the way, you make distillate and then you take distillate and turn it into crystalline. Oh, so um, you just refine distillate into crystalline. Also, okay. um, what the way they started this technique was they would make distillate, which is active THC, which means if you eat it, it gets you high. You don't have to smoke yeah, it. Yeah, you can do anything with it. You- and they would deactivate it, but oh, okay. keep its purity. All right. And this makes THCA. Okay. So if you burn it at that point on a bowl, It'll it gets you high. fucked up. And that's crystalline. But you can't eat it because it's deactivated. Okay. If you eat it you get a super high dose of thc but none of the high this helps a lot of people with various medical conditions that mm. need a huge so much thc that they couldn't function yeah it gets your muscle so this gets, gives it gets, them it gets your, it gets deactivated thc and crystalline is when you take distillate and deactivate and refine it into thca crystals i like that and pure thca crystals are what crystalline is. it looks it looks like quartz it shines in the light you can see through it it looks like other drugs that's true yeah it really a a chunk of crystalline would look exactly like a piece of quartz yeah really like you can see through it it's crystalline and clear and now once it's powdered it 
I mean, once it's, you know, broke, busted up, it looks kind of like a white powder. Yeah, for sure. But when it's all in one piece, a piece of it. It's definitely translucent. It's like a chunk of quartz. Yeah, it's translucent to an extent. And that's how you can tell the level of refinement that they've done. Yeah, the purity. Yeah. It's just fucking amazing. And that's why uh, this should be a real course. Green Rush. I'm waiting for it. Bet on it. Where's the green stock market? Why can't I? There's actually been a couple of green stocks that went way up. There are green stocks, but I want a green stock market that's just weed. Corona. Corona, uh, alcohol, beer, mm. invested in a company, and either Pepsi or Coca-Cola invested a whole bunch in another weed company. And both of those stocks went way, way up because yeah. they invested like a billion dollars or something ridiculous. Yeah, shot to the roof. Yeah. That makes sense because mm. eventually it's going to be legal nationwide and eventually you will be able to buy a pack of joints like you buy a pack of cigarettes. And so those companies are- It's almost that way here, yeah. except joints are a lot more expensive than cigarettes. <laughs> And I feel like, obviously, it probably should be, but cigarettes are already overpriced in the first place. So. They are. Where, where does this lead us? I feel like weed is a, more, is a more, I don't know, uh, natural market because there are people who are willing to grow their own weed. There are not a lot of people who are willing to grow their own tobacco and then, you know... Maybe it's harder to grow. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I don't really there know. There are some people willing to grow their own weed, but that's been the argument against legalizing growing in Washington. But that's also what's helped keep prices down, is that I could always get this from somebody who, somebody else who has, mm-hmm. you know, in their closet or whatever. Prices I are can, just I, starting to go back up. Yeah, I could. They produce. finally hit the bottom in the weed market. Yeah, for and sure. And it's bouncing back up just a little bit. Yeah. They, they, they started really high, dropped hard. Ridiculous high, and they, they got- they also dropped pretty low got way cheaper than street it started out yeah. four times street price and wound up at about half one-third street price yeah for a little bit it was one-third you could buy you could buy legal weed at one-third the price you get for the street and that and only lasted now for maybe a year now it's yeah about half a little more than half i'd say it's pretty close to street prices depends on the quality that you're getting yeah and for consistent good quality i think the, the, the name yeah. brands that are <laughs> Good quality Staples. weed here. On average, I'm going to say you pay ten bucks a gram. You pay seventy bucks a gram. No quarter. way, dude. You you pay ten dollars for. You, you go to the dispensary right now and you pay ten dollars for a gram. You're going to some top shelf. Some top shelf. Nah, for sure. nah. There's there's grams in the teens. Yeah. There's I mean, eights price in the, wise, there's price eights wise. in the fifty sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's price, top price, show. Price wise, sure, but I'm not sure if that's the. It's going to be equal or equal or better quality. No, it's not. It's a sucker's buy to buy this stuff. That's that. Yeah, designer weed is not price. the same thing as as good weed. Okay. Well, if you're buying consistently as good a weed as you would have expected to get on the street, you're going to pay right at street price forty yeah. bucks an eighth. And I feel like I feel like you don't. You're going to pay seventy ten dollars a gram. About ten dollars a gram, unless you're buying an ounce, and then you might get a little break. Yeah, I think it's a tiny bit cheap. I think you might get some twenty-five dollar eights out there. Yeah, now it was forty bucks an eighth on the street. Here. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I think you might get some twenty-five dollar, thirty dollar eights that are equal quality to the shit you would get on the street, right? Now. Yeah, but it wouldn't be consistent. That would be a good run from that brand. I don't know, man. There's a lot of big brands out there that are putting out a lot of different strains. I gotta say, I have been buying ounces for one sixty to. 185 that's above my price i go 120 140 i, I get a discount and see so that's probably even better weed right i get a discount if you're getting a I'm, discount and it's fucking 160 right, i'm getting a discount. discount so 
I'm getting I'm getting forty percent off of that one sixty yeah, to one eighty five. Yeah, two twenty two twenty ounce. That's way too expensive. If no, I get no, 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 no. a two hundred dollar ounce, it's no, gonna no, be no. super getting, top shelf. It's gonna be no really regular cool. price is okay. one sixty to one eighty five. I'm getting it for forty percent less than that. Oh, okay. Or I, I, so you're I, I that shit for what yeah. hundred bucks? Yeah, hundred one between hundred and one twenty. Yeah. So I'm I'm shopping about where you are. I'm just getting a discount. Same weed, yeah, same weed. Because I was gonna say two hundred dollar ounces from the store are really really good. I'm not even sure you could find a two hundred dollar ounce. Like the best shit that I've seen is you know pink cookies and all this other shit that's like super well done and it hits about one eighty. Right now at my dispensary, they have at least six to ten different ounces out right now, and I bet none of them are two hundred bucks. Oh man, we've we've got stuff well over. But I'm, I'm just saying, like for the same. Might be the same quality of weed. You never know. We've got stuff over three hundred. It's it's that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Three hundred dollar ounce. I, I would I never. Wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But we had a dude. I would never buy a three hundred dollar no. ounce even when I could only buy. Dude, <laughs> we had weed. a dude who came in once a month. He would buy a brand new hundred dollar bong. Jesus, something right around a hundred bucks. And he would buy an ounce, take it home, come back, and buy another ounce of whatever was the most expensive shit we had on the shelf. Unnecessary. That was just what he did. He always tipped like a baller. He was a big old huge white dude. And he came in once a month, bought two ounces and a bong. Did you meet Action Brasa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who he was. <laughs> oh, God. All right. He came in all the time. Um, in fact, he was so regular that once he came in, bought an ounce, took it home, and came back and went, this weighs five grams short. And we, the store, bought a quarter out of its petty cash from itself to give to him and say, mm-hmm. we are sorry that ounce was short. You know we can't do anything about that. Yeah. That we didn't package this. Yeah. That it's not our fault. You know that's not our fault. But we know it's not your fault and we cannot refund you. So we're just going to give you the weed to make up for Prepare that. Prepared to make up for it. Yeah. Right. So he was that kind of good customer. That only happens, yeah, when you're a great customer. But that's sure. really rare, you know. I can't so, imagine. It's not only rare that an ounce would be short, but it's rare that someone would take it and weigh it yeah before you smoke it right i couldn't do he was probably selling it that's probably what it was i mean maybe sure that's why he would take it and weigh it right away that's probably true you know you don't weigh unless you're selling it, right which is why he's getting the best weed they can get because that way he can go this is better than all the weed that's in the store and that's the only way you can be a street level weed dealer right now i'm sorry there's two ways you could be a premium dealer like that and have the best of the best you might be able to sell he wasn't uh, getting really a deal on it or of anything of course you're not but he's selling it at fucking 0.8 for 10 bucks you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so yeah it's a, it's a hard hustle but it's an old school grind that's gonna happen forever because they'd still deliver right <laughs> I, i'm sure still deliver he'll make his money but the only other way to sell weed is to sell it in bulk and to sell you know, halves and quarters. And every year and when Hemp Fest comes around, which there wasn't one this year, really. Yeah. Um. Every year when that comes around, I'm always like, man, I could go get this amount of weed because I got this good hookup. Even after weed was legal, all the way up till now, it's a great hookup. And I could take it there and double my money just selling it to people. And I think about that every year and then don't do it. Never. I have never actually sold weed at Hemp Fest. I've sold weed at Hemp Fest. I always take weed with me and wind up sitting around and smoking with everybody. But I never sell weed at Hemp Fest. Yeah, I remember the first time I sold weed at Hemp Fest. I always think about it and I don't. 
No, I remember the first time I saw Weed at Hempfest, uh, I went the year before and just as like a tourist or whatever and saw everybody else just openly smoking weed. And there was a lot of people asking me for weed. Random people. Hey, you know where you get some weed? Hey. Right? Anybody? Like, you, right. Look, you must look like the guy. Yeah. And I saw a couple people selling swishers. Literally just selling cigars, swishers, just out in the open to people for a dollar. And of course, they're like the cheap ones, like the three for a dollar or whatever, like the night owls or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would just sell cigarellos for one dollar and make, you know, two dollars on a pack. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, whatever. Let's see how that works. I could do both. So the next year, I brought swishers, weed, and pre-rolled blunt. And sold pre-rolled blunts in those swishers for ten dollars, and probably made some money. <laughs> and made a lot of money, <laughs> just an insane amount of money. And sold the weed on top of that, and the swishers on top of it. It, it was the first time People I sell ever... edibles. Yeah, man, this. It was the first time I, re- I ever really experienced capitalism at its fullest. It was. <laughs> it's great. That's there. Capitalism, capitalism is, right there. This is a, this beautiful. is a soothing re- review. Okay, this is for you, Rick. As deep into this as you're gonna have to listen to, this is the happiest I've ever been with capitalism for sure. When it was working for me. Hempfest is beautiful capitalism. <laughs> the whole thing. It's beautiful capitalism. <laughs> I still don't believe in it. But it, it was beautiful for a moment. Every every broken clock swark twice a day, you know. Alright. It they happen to line up right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hempfest has been pretty good to me so far. Uh, did we not get a Hempfest this year? We didn't. We didn't get a Hempfest this year, did we? Nah, there weren't gatherings. There were, like there were no gatherings. It, it would have been an August. I'm actually super mad because I usually go to Oktoberfest too. Our Fremont Oktoberfest. We missed like the Bite to Seattle. We missed uh, the food truck roundup. One of my favorites. Food oh, truck man. roundup. There's like a hundred different food trucks downtown. We just went to a food truck. I know, literally, yeah. But the food truck roundup is like one of my favorite ones to go to. Uh, Fuck, there's so many different festivals. You know, like, Seattle's a really big festival community because we have a yeah. shit ton of rain for half the year. So when it gets sunny and it gets nice, we fucking pop it every There's sun day. for a day. It is the get-out-of-your-house fest every, anytime. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. Which is funny because that's what happened right when the, the shutdown started. Was mm-hmm. everybody shut down and then we just started having our first nice days. Yeah. For the first time all winter, <laughs> we started having our first nice days and everybody was at home. <laughs> and, you know, like, all of a sudden, all the parks are full that's and like hold on wait a me. second the only way i was getting out is i was going out and driving my car through the entire month of july yeah my car was broke down oh that's fucked yeah it's bullshit yeah i got friends who just planned a bunch of traveling and just couldn't go anywhere all terrible all bad all bad mm, corona podcast dude this thing lasted way longer than we thought it would who would have known I, I don't know maybe ricky maybe that's why he left we could have been we could have been better if florida had just fucking listened <laughs> If Florida had just fucking put their masks on, we could have been done with this shit in th- three months tops. Fucking six Florida. weeks. Could have We could have been done with the whole thing in six weeks. If everybody did everything, six weeks. If people in Florida weren't tongue-kissing toilets. Yeah. Fucking licking rats in New York. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Do what you want. This is America. <laughs> Get sick. Get sick. Recover. Whatever. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother, she just, I, I, I hinted at it, she just got over COVID. The really? lady that just called me, like, not two, three weeks ago, she called me and told me, I just got over COVID, I get out of quarantine tomorrow, and she Damn. was, like, coughing and hacking on the phone. Yeah. That lady is, she's old. <laughs> she's old. She's in her... Yeah, dude, she's your grandma, so she's got to be at least 300 years old. Right. <laughs> She's my grandma and I'm over 40. Yeah. She had four sons and she's outlived three of them so far. Jesus. The fourth one called me today. God. He's the one I had to share the birthday with. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Wild family. Jesus. Yeah. Man. 
Wild family. The Lawsons. Mm-hmm. No, that that side of the family is actually the Yates. The Yates. Yeah. Don't nobody look that up. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> st- don't steal your identity worth twelve shillings. <laughs> no, it ain't worth shit. My family ain't worth shit. We're all a bunch of country folks around the south. I'm the only one that made it. Yeah. No, their fa- their family's heritage is three carriages, five horses, and <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, a flock of chickens. No, ain't nobody in my ha- my family owns a house. What are you talking about? God. My mama actually sold her chickens. She had a chicken house and a chicken yard, but she couldn't keep it up. I'm not surprised. Dude, there's people here in Seattle with chicken house. Hmm? She she named them all. She used to sit out there with, uh, she'd hold a tomato and an apple, and they'd come up and eat it out of her hand. She her, They were her pets. Yeah, no, a lot of people, I feel like I know some people that have chickens, and they treat them just like cats or dogs. Chickens are fucking nasty. They're disgusting. They're mean. They'll eat fucking anything. Yeah. Chickens are nasty. Yeah. Animals are nasty. Nah, chickens Nature. are extra nasty. Nature is nasty, okay? Chickens are extra special nasty. Darwin says they are just part of the same thing. <laughs> well, the circle of life shits on chickens and they eat it. Really? Because they were, uh, I've been around longer than you have. What? Yeah. Chickens have? Yeah. Yes. They I know. from dinosaurs, yeah. Well, so, See? And they're still alive. For as stupid and nasty as they are, they're still alive. <laughs> just because as you're are. stupid and nasty and they'll eat fucking anything. Yeah, that keeps you alive. Turns out <laughs> that'll keep you fucking. Well. Yeah. All that matters is, is that you have some kids, all right? Well. And you did, all right? So you did your part. Go right? chickens. Yeah. You went you win at evolution. No, no. You had some kids, so you were at least as good as chickens right now. I, <laughs> you're at least as good as chickens. I suppose my mom had chickens that never had kids. Yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your kids, none of your kids were eaten. No, they were jealous of each other. They would peck each other's feathers out. If any of your them- Your kids? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if any of them like, looked distinctive or different than the rest, they would peck oh, that out. Oh, chicken racism. I knew it. it really? <laughs> no, chickens are super racist. I hadn't even thought about it that way. I hadn't even thought about it like that. Chickens are racist so far. <laughs> they are. She got, uh, when she first got her chicken, she decided to get, um, she went in a magazine- Okay. From the co-op. Ooh, fancy and chickens. ordered... Magazine chickens. 40 day old... She's a 4-0? 40 day old rare breeds. I don't know what that means. Uh, it was all different kinds of weird chickens. Oh, so you get like the mixed she, batch. A mixed batch of, of all kinds they of crazy each other. stuff. Um, in fact, she had chickens that laid colored eggs. I didn't even know that was a thing. They lay them yeah. pink and green and we blue. African American eggs? No, not brown. Oh. Pink and green and blue. Seriously, bright pink, <laughs> bright green. It was ridiculous. Um, chickens that had uh, feathers that covered completely covered their feet. Um, she had two all black chickens that had white feathers that stuck out of their head that would have been in a big round like round hair top do but all of the other chickens were jealous of those bright white feathers so while they were eating they pecked a bald spot in the middle of them so both of them that should have had a big round thing of feathers on their head just had a round ring of white feathers and a bald spot spot on top because chickens are fucking mean that's ridiculous that, that's some chicken psychology I've never really uh, dug deep into. I'm sure. Well, I grew up with them, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the government's studying this for a million dollars a year. Probably. Yeah. Probably. They ain't figured that one out yet, though. Yeah. Chickens are racist. You boiled it down. Racist as shit. That's it. Racist as shit. That's the worst part of chickens. <laughs> that's why we eat them. Right? Because <laughs> they're racist. Yeah. You know what? You could be vegan for whatever other reason you want, but fuck chickens right here, wow, okay? Fuck chickens. <laughs> Still think we should just kill them humanely. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, they kill him pretty humanely in Arkansas. Yeah. I'm fine with that. What's a little too crazy for me is the dudes who go like boar hunting. And it's like, it turns into like American Ninja Warrior for bull hunting. Where they're just like flying in a helicopter. Fucking shooting a fucking semi-auto sniper. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Just, just fucking Get on the ladies. fucking ground with it at least. Jesus. I mean, yeah, dude. I saw a dude kill a fucking boar with a spear the other day. And I was just like, all right. I get it. It's open season on boars. Like, I get it. You know, there's too many boars. Like, you gonna kill it with a spear? You get respect, bro. I guess, and dude. Ain't- at a certain level, it's just like, this is just a carnal. With a spear? You earn that shit. Did you? Boars are fucking oh, oh, mean. Oh, 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 sorry. And by the way, just before you even hear it, <laughs> he, how he killed him with a spear was he climbed a tree with the spear and then dumped an entire bag of food at the bottom of the tree <laughs> and just waited for a bunch of dumb ones to come running up. And when they did, they found a giant ass pile of food. They didn't even move when they saw him. <laughs> they just noticed him and kept eating as he was sitting there in the tree of the spear. And so he's just like sitting there recording as like a two or three pull up <laughs> and start grubbing <laughs> down. And okay. he's like, you know, like selfieing himself, recording himself in the tree with a spear. Like, I'm about to kill this poor spear. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're not a hunter right now. Did he at least <laughs> you're jump not a out hunter. of the tree? Yeah, like you're not a hunter. The boars literally just looked at you, <laughs> like grunted and kept eating the food you left. Like they don't care about you. You're not a hunter. I don't call that hunting. <laughs> you're trapping at best. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you're setting a bear trap at best. <laughs> right. You didn't even need to be there to hunt that. You literally could have set a trap and left a pile of food on it, and they would yeah. have been walked. They would have walked up and ate it, yeah. and went katink, and ka-tink. all their buddies would have went cool. You got screwed. They yeah, all and ate they walked it, up katink, and another one walks up. They're stupid and hungry. If you'd have had a semi-auto, you'd have got six boar, okay? No, they do that. That's what I'm saying. They do this shit for sport. And there's videos of dudes, like, driving through the fucking wildlands and, like, their Humvees and shit. Just, and two guys in the back of a pickup. Just AR-15s just letting off it. A horde. A horde of boars. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. It's awesome at a a small level because I'm into guns. But, like, a certain level is just fucking ridiculous. Look, if they're like, look, these are a nuisance and they and the Dude, they are they're, they're, they call them forest out. rats they literally eat all the vegetation and they're killing other species they're uh, well uh, if yeah, you're doing attack- a favor yeah man i'm telling you they're that like, sounds like, like a pretty fucking glorious rats. way yeah, to do a favor they're overpopulating that sounds amazing i want to shoot boars out of the back of a hummer yeah and so with well, an ar <laughs> god yeah, it's a thing you could do okay i think i just shifted rights no i must maybe further yeah. left all i'm saying is the country just figured out cows okay <laughs> <laughs> they, they saw safaris and they said we could do that <laughs> yeah, right right we could do that. dude just give them a fucking mounted mg on the back of a jeep yeah also legal in some states in the south that'd be great yeah you could mount a minigun to your car in some states in the south right i'd pack up 100 bucks to go something on the run yeah with a mounted mg oh sorry this is seattle okay we have uh we have paintball we have zombie paintball that's what we are. Zombie paintball is pretty dope. Paintball's hurt. Zombie paintball. <laughs> so you just give the gun and there's a bunch of zombies. You just fuck them up. But it's like a bus with your friends, right? You're on a bus driving through the shit. Zombies fuck them up. Boom. Zombie paintball. Done. All right. Million dollar idea. That's great. That's a great idea. We do that right now. It's happening. They just drive and they shoot out the windows of the bus. You shoot out of the window with your friends at zombie at real people who are dressed as zombies. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> 
When did they do that? You didn't know that? No. no. Zo- zombie paintball, dude. It's real. Dude, we gotta go do that. It's a thing. It's a when? thing that happens. I'm going to a I'm going to a drive through haunted house with this chick in fucking a couple days. Because huh, you can't go to haunted houses in Seattle. There's a couple down south you can go to, but they have a drive through haunted house where they act out like different scenes as you go through the shit. They lock your wheels. And I was just like, oh, that's fucking wild. I was like, why do they lock your wheels? Like, because obviously you can't fucking step on the gas in the middle of when some shit happens, you know? And they're like, you're supposed to keep your fucking windows closed because they're going to be like throwing blood and shit at your car and fucking all types of shit. So I was like, all right, I'm into that. A little drive through theater fucking right. horror story. Yeah, I, I could be in for that. But I wanted it to be like a zombie paintball where I just, you know, have somebody pop out the sunroof and just start lighting people up because you're driving around like a fucking Humvee. Yeah, I'm taking jumps in my fucking trailblazer, destroying my suspension of this shit. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Totally worth it. That'd be great. But, yeah. Speaking of destroying suspension, we'll be watching the NASCAR race this afternoon. God, nobody's watching NASCAR, dude. I'm not even watching the... It's in the playoffs, The World Series is happening right now. You're still talking about NASCAR. Literally, the finals happened. The finals happened. You were talking about NASCAR. Football started. Still talking about NASCAR. And now the World Series is going down right now. And you're fucking still talking about NASCAR. Who the fuck watches baseball anyway? Since the guy who's watching NASCAR. Well... I watch NASCAR because I watch fucking weird, obscure sports shit. I watch watch cliff diving, too. It's a fucking awesome sport. That's not a sport. It is. It's not a sport. No, when, when no, I'm talking about like with judges. There's a whole big thing. Red one cliff diving, and they have to do specific tricks and flips on the way down this hundred foot. Okay, yeah. okay. Olympic diving is a sport. Cliff no, diving, no sport. Way higher up than Olympic diving, but the same kind of flips and tricks and stuff. That's just extreme sport and off of rocks. Yeah, okay, it's it an makes extreme, extreme version. sport version of Olympic diving. It is, but they do it off of cliffs, so they call it cliff diving. Oh, I guess you are cliff diving. It's it's a red thing they've got all kinds of crazy out there sports they got some pretty i've been watching the red bull soapbox races that's pretty fucking hilarious we should definitely have a red bull soapbox we should make a red bull soapbox and race it down a hill okay we can make a red bull soapbox and i'll push you down the hill i will race that bitch down the hill yeah i'll do it you can race traffic I could do it. Yeah. In Seattle, you know how steep the fucking hills are? Oh, Woo! no. Oh, no. I got I got at least three, four hills in mind for you right now. <laughs> we, it's, it, it, part of the rules is you have to have brakes. Hey, sure, man. How good those brakes are, whatever, man. Are we talking about brakes? Yeah, you got a hole in the ground. Put your feet down. That's your other nah, brakes. you got to have brakes on. <laughs> so they Put your heels down like the stones, okay? That's your brakes. <laughs> brakes on two wheels. Okay, yeah. Your feet on the wheels are your brakes. <laughs> You're gonna stomp your foot that's down you on steer, the wheel while it's that's moving. That's steering and brakes. Cool, yeah, dude. Yeah, we don't need a steering wheel. We don't need yeah. brakes. You just saved on weight, right this there. This is great. This <laughs> is turning out well. Now I just gotta get some solid shoes and a seat. We're good. Yeah, soapbox race, no problem. I got you. I will build it. <laughs> I will build it, no problem. I have, I have whatever you need to build it, except for the wheels. Everything except for the wheels. <laughs> All I need is wheels. Wheels. We'll go to Pick and Bowl. Yeah, we'll go to Pick and Bowl. I got plenty of wheels. All right. Well, this has been the uh, second half. Wait, no. This has been a .5 version of the Fuck Rick podcast. Ah, oh, we didn't. There was not enough Fuck Rick in there. So there was definitely Rick. not enough Fuck Rick in there. Fuck so just Rick. in case anybody was wondering, Fuck Rick. Uh, that's it. I don't know. We're gonna keep smoking. The Seattle Smoke Show podcast. Brought to you by. This is a podcast company network.